Mathematics is not my strength. My old quarters have been pensioned to me. Now, almost eighty, I teach rarely, if ever. My world has closed in. At most these days, I will walk the few hundred yards from the head of the town and Rattan Row, where my rooms are, to the old Dominican Hall at Blackfriars on the High Street to hear a lecture if a celebrated professor has come to visit. But that does not happen more than once a month. This town is a long way for anyone to come who is not looking to be left in peace and isolation. The rest of the time I keep to my rooms, and I have grown bored, and boredom is the sire of wickedness and the child of ignorance. I have read all the books I will ever need to read and mastered every discipline that interests me. My body is too old for women and sport and drinking. If I stop, I will die. And so, to save me from dying, I choose to write. But the only story I have to write is made from the fabric of my life, for I am not a man of fantasy or imagination. This life of mine, though, is a patchwork coat. Most of the material is dull and brown check, made of sturdy English wool, but of no interest to the eye. One patch, though, over my heart, stands out. It is woven with silks of the best reds and golds and indigos, patterned and stitched by Persian craftswomen with hands as deft and precise as moving stars. That patch tells the story of my time with the lawyer Paulus Melchior in Bideburg, and the trial of Peter Stumpf as a werewolf, of which I will here bear honourable and true testimony. I was a boy of sixteen when Paulus took me to Bideburg. I had been his apprentice four years and was excelling. Paulus had known my aunt, my mother's sister, when he was a boy and she was a girl. My aunt had died in Munster along with Paulus's family, but not side by side. Their losses came in the last days of the city rebels when killings happened on every corner. She died in the market square, and Paulus lost his family on the steps of his own father's printing shop. It was not for old family friendships or shared trade, though, that Paulus plucked me up and sent me to his college, as he did with many other boys, just as he secured many girls from poorer backgrounds with jobs or even marriage at court, if he could arrange it. He took me on as I was clever, and knew it, and he could see I was not meant for whatever drudgery of work my class and family had set aside as my fate. In those days, the poor moved more quickly to wealth and status, by dint of a brain and personality, than they do today. By the time my teaching days wore out, I had not seen a boy from a poor home come to my college for twenty years or more, prevented by money and snobbery. And so, society degenerates, because it must uplift and raise others to rise itself. But I am too old to fix that. I do not hold with the fabula of astrology, that dates fix fortune and character. But Paulus was sown into my own fate by whatever moves in the universe under the name of destiny. I know that this moving force is not God or a God, but a mechanical part of the existence of infinity. The proof that life harnessed me to Paulus lies in numbers, 
not superstition. I am not sure what these numbers mean, but there is an answer in them somewhere, just as there is an answer to everything in the known and unknown world through the use of numbers. I may be no mathematician, no Pythagoras for sure, but I can read, and Augustine of Hippo said it well when he had it that numbers are the universal language which the deity uses to confirm truth to humans. As such, take this as evidence. My mother and father were married on June 24, 1535. The numbers 6, 24, 15, and 35, if the date is rendered in numerology terms. They were wed on the very day that Munster fell. Though my parents were a week's walk away from the murder, living in a little village called Kirschborn near the Rhine, quiet on their wedding day as Munster thundered to the ground in fire.